Hello everyone, I am Marcibel and this is the Marcibel Podcast. What? Nigeria what? You guys, you win. Oh, really? Yeah. You, wait, have we really settled that argument that we're the best? The yeah, Nigerians? At what? Just overall. No, I think Nigeria, for example, I think when it comes to humor, Nigerians are the best. You understand that you guys don't have any sense of humor, right? No, we do. We do, but... That's, that's really the problem. <laughs> no, no, you guys, you guys are the best. In everything. You are better than... Yeah, when it comes to the humor, we are, we are the best. Okay. But then, compared to the rest of the world, we, like, we run high. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we compare them. countries where they don't laugh or, or talk <laughs> or serious places. No. But how about the Jollof Rice thing? Like, the first time I watched a video of how Ghanaian Jollof Rice was made, I almost went blind. Like, true story. You went blind? Almost went blind. I was like... No, then you had some no, like, issues. I was like... Issue. No, 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 no. Like, serious. I was like... What the... Is the beautiful... Which beautiful? I know what beauty. When I see beautiful, I'm like, <laughs> your, oh... Your, it lacks color. Yeah. It's not... Lack color. Yeah, there's too much water in there. The rice You guys like grow the rice <laughs> or something. Because this came up with it. The rice is not powdered rice or something. It's no, no, it's rice. Yeah. It tastes like paper. Like yeah. cardboard. Yeah, yeah. It's Why have you been eating? Correct. Why have you been eating? You were eating after Nigerian jollof from several people. Yeah, and consistent. You know what pains me today? Actually, I made Nigerian jollof instead of that good curry. Why not? No, because this. I mean, what you cooked deserves high praise. Yeah. Remember I told you, even though it was good curry, I just whipped some ingredients together. That, that wasn't anything. No, no, I cooked my jollof rice like, all day long. Like, like all day long affair. It's slow cooked. The taste itself, like smoky taste. No, that's it. That's, that's, that's the issue. Not, yeah, yeah. Why is it issue? How else do they have jollof rice? Maybe it's, it's also possible that hey, Nigerian jollof is actually not really Nigerian jollof any longer. Are you just kidding me? No, it was passed down from generation to generation. Because that's not... Wait, why are you eating jollof rice? That's what I'm asking. Why are you eating this jollof rice? We are not comparing ours to yours. Yours doesn't come yes. near. I think I think of course, it can't come near because ours is incomparable. Don't you get it? To be fair to yourself, <laughs> let's agree that <laughs> when it comes to jollof, Ghanaians are better. No, of course not. Lots of other things. No, no, no. Okay, I can't. Okay. Okay. The, the moment I open my mouth and I'm saying this publicly, I'm saying Ghanaian jollof rice. It's not even our jollof rice. They need to collect my citizenship. Wow. I can't do that. Now you know. I actually thought of. I thought of us making Ghanaian jollof and bringing it to here. Ah, it's please don't. I won't have, have no, I won't have even let you guys enter the house. I, I don't bring those kind of things in the house. I'd rather bring that dog that took back to the pound. Bring it back and apologize to it. That let you guys bring that kind of how sacrilegious. No, I can't even eat that thing. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'll be talking to Elias and Francis. This is a more simple podcast, and I have two Ghanaians with me. For those that are listening, I don't know the implication of this. It might seem like I'm outnumbered as an Nigerian, but now he was in me. It's better than <laughs> he was outside the world. So we're having some um, light-hearted banter about Nigerian jollof rice, which is of course the best in the world. First of all, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, <laughs> look, wow. look at his face. He's looking all gentle now. <laughs> no, right? I'm so gentle. Okay. Um, so my name is Elias. Um, I'm from Ghana. Both my parents are Ghanaian. I come from the Volta region in Ghana, but I never really lived there. What does that Volta even mean? Is that gold or the uh, water? Volta, is it dam? Yeah, the Volta Link. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Volta okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so where is it? like the root of the word you know? is it portuguese I, I remember i knew it at some point in my life but mm. i don't know it <laughs> yeah it's, it's, i like the name it sounds volta like virtually powerful really yeah no i oh they're powerful they're powerful more powerful than your job traditionally the water region are supposed to be very educated mm. but then there's also this thing about i don't know if any of the ethnic groups in nigeria have that but it's like that's where a lot of spiritual 
problems. Um, yeah, like there's, there's, there are a lot of like fetish things. Yeah. yeah, I think every tribe has to degree. Some people say that no, your are more fetish stereotypes. Yeah, so yeah, but so, yeah, so I think your rubbers are my tribe. <laughs> this is rigid. Every farm at the edge of every farm, there was something like a there, like, like a, a deity. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it was a scarecrow. <laughs> I'm lacking this, you know. Oh, I'm going to let you guys have at it. It's a flower, it's true. Oh, like, a flower. And they said you can't, no one steals over there. You pick yeah, something, yeah, you retain it. No, but you yeah. see, I, you know what I think. Is it fear? I think it's fear. Psyche. It's not, I think it's not yeah, fear. Something will make you. I'm telling you, really, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's true. To be fair, I haven't lived in the water region. I've only been there like a number of times. So but it's like it's true. I mean, it's not rumors just do come up. It's true. Like these people of there's something. See, he has fear in his eyes about you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure maybe he's had a rough. <laughs> did you break a girl's heart from yeah, what I go killing? Did you still did you still cut off the phone? I stay away from them. Oh, you don't know that. Like, like water. I mean, yeah, you have to so be careful. So water, enjoy. I didn't even know about that. Good, mm, good. Yeah. So. Why did you move around? Oh, is it your parents' yeah, jobs? Was it military or? No, my dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. You're a PK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about PK? Yeah. You guys are. <laughs> yeah, so I spent my childhood moving around, and you know. In Ghana, because of the languages we speak in different places, yeah. it's like I had to pick up the language. So, how many languages? Can you speak Twi? I speak P, I speak Fanti, I speak Ewe. Ewe is my mother tongue. Wow. I need both my parents. With all that movie, what's going to apply for you? I don't know. I have this view that we tend to reinvent our childhoods. <laughs> I know, in a romantic <laughs> way. Older, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think I had. I wouldn't say I had a happy childhood. I wouldn't say I had a sad childhood. My childhood was just okay. I I spent most of my childhood indoors, actually. Reading? I, yeah, I was reading most of the time. Um, and so I didn't even learn how to ride a bike until much later in life. Um, yeah, I haven't played a lot of soccer. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't the kid who would go running out in yeah. the neighborhood and things like that. So I think I wasn't too... But yeah, it was so nice. Like my parents, I spent a lot of time with my sister yeah. and my parents. And, I also had a lot of good friends. Like Francis was my friend from primary yeah. school. We were in the same school. Yeah. Um, so I, I lived in Takrade. So. Oh, that's where you met him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so you studied at the college Texas A&M, right? Yeah. Man, we have so many things that divides us. You being Ghanaian, me being Nigerian, me going to UT, and then you I going know, to college. Right? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm telling you, like this is. How come I'm not saying flipping the table and just throwing knives at each other? What do you study there? Yeah. Um. So I'm in the English department. Rhetoric, right? Yeah. I'm getting a PhD. My focus is in rhetoric. Um, yeah. I have to be careful with my words around. I find that my friends are like a very English, you know, oriented people. I'm very careful the words I use because I feel like you guys might be judging my well, my command of. So He says that now, <laughs> and then you write a whole thesis about just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Why rhetoric? So, what do you plan well, doing that? I'm with? just interested in the way language works. Um, I've always been fascinated by the fact that it's, like, it's language that connects us. How about you, Francis? My name is Francis. Um, I grew up in Takradi. Uh, I went to SHS. What's SHS? Like senior high school. Oh, is that what you guys call it? Yeah. Uh, I think they've changed it. Was senior secondary now is senior high. Then I moved from Takarit to Kumase for pharmacy school in 
Oh, that's true. You're a pharmacist. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. I'm a pharmacist too, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I saw your name in um, today they sent like, research news. Research you. Yeah, I got it granted. Yeah. Certainly. So, oh, you recognize oh, my yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Thanks. Thanks. So, I didn't read that. I don't usually read it. <laughs> my, my colleague had to like send it to me. Like she actually forwarded the same email. I like, got page five, and she put congratulations <laughs> exclamation point because I don't usually open this kind of thing. Yeah. So I went to pharmacy school. Why pharmacy? That's what I got. Um, you got pharmacy? <laughs> so I chose medical medicine. 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 Really smart. <laughs> <laughs> pharmacy. And then, and then. I find it weird that. Medicine for those people that ended up in pharmacy, but because they didn't get yeah, medicine. yeah, but they had two different paths, like you know, yeah. so different. And apparently, after first day, I saw that you could switch pharmacy is better than medical school, yeah. Like for me, yeah, I yeah. think you just artificially ranked medicine as, as the highest yeah. thing, you know, but and that's a lot of problem right there. You, it's so highly prioritized at the expense of other courses, yeah. which is that's my problem. I feel like everybody has a role to play, like the biochemists can do a lot more, the microbiologists can do a lot yeah. more, but we feel like when you get those courses, it's almost like a consolation. Oh, you didn't get a medical school here, have this consolation yeah. prize. Yeah. yeah, I got a master's in after school, I didn't know what to do, so <laughs> too much because I was teaching assistant. Is that boredom with intellectuals, right? <laughs> I sense that again. Yeah. Intellectual body. <laughs> yeah. A friend told me about grad school in the US. Uh -huh. okay, let me try it. And then I came last year. And uh -huh. I'm doing a PhD in biochemistry and molecular No, that's like a. It's not so much of a neighborhood um, work from pharmacy, but why that course? Was that what they gave you to? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking for. So our program is like interdisciplinary. So I was looking for like. Supervisor, mentor, who is like good, and I found this guy in biochemistry. So he does protein crystallography. Mm. Said, Why that? You like lab work? I like it, but he has a like a computer programming aspect to his Jeez. research, which is like very uncommon. Like a lot of people don't do, do that. Yeah, so I thought like this is a good option for me. Before I applied for my own PhD, I thought about the kind of problems I wanted to solve. Mine was born out of helping the patients I served at HIV. And I wanted to learn more about the socioeconomic aspect of adherence. Mm -hmm. So I chose something in health economics and outcomes. So for you, what kind of problems were you thinking of solving in Ghana for you to go into protein crystallography? Solving. I think I'll <laughs> I like that honestly. I think it's selfish, but then. No, 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 no. It's just, it's okay. I didn't think it was selfish. I don't describe it. I was like, oh, like my father died of this, my, that's what I'm doing. I don't have that story. I don't like none of my feelings. <laughs> I just feel like it takes a certain kind of interest to go into lab. I like the computing aspect. Oh, so the computing yeah, aspect of it. It's attracted me then. And that's what she told people. There's a computing aspect. Yeah, maybe. It doesn't look like you don't have a purpose. Or you didn't have a story, an African version of a story. I wonder what you wrote in your statement of purpose. We need to dig it out and start using it against you. Purpose was really good, We need to read it. You know, because they won't give you that admission if you didn't talk about Ghana and how you have to go back home. I didn't lie in mine. I said that if I was the one admitting people, I'd give you admission because of this thing. I really didn't lie on my own. I actually thought about it and I had some friends that helped me craft my words. I think it brings the best out of me. Like I, I'm able to think in that way more than treating and setting disease. Oh, yeah. But what you are actually doing applies is, to it. Uh, applies to like so you are trying to crystallize um RNA which is particular to trypanosomes. Uh, yeah. They cause sleeping, sleeping sickness, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Africa, which is a big problem, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, but then we don't look at it from like economic aspect, like try to treat 
because R is a small structure, so you are trying to find out how the structure looks like. And so now I'm coming in with a like pharmacy trying to get a drug to fit find, to that, yeah, yeah, that structure molecule that to be stable and all that, like stop the RNA from being, being trans trans translated. translated. Yeah, yeah. So that's all. Then you say that, like you work but in tropical I, medicine. I left this just. <laughs> The past few months, <laughs> <laughs> I knew before mm. he came in, so okay. that's so you're working your way backwards. You're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why. I'm so, those people that you've gone to tell before that you didn't have a purpose, make sure you update, oh, no, and then he said, urgent. I mean, sometimes you think that passion has to come before commitment, right? yeah. Sometimes but when you commit to something, then yeah, and for some people that live in the country already, it's like, passionate now, like, just get me out of this country, yeah, yeah. I think in talking to you guys, I just, I realized quickly that there's a fundamental difference between most Nigerians that come here and the U.S. So I was asking about the percentage of those that come to the U.S. to study from Ghana, mm -hmm. and the ones that I mean, those that come and return. You gave me a very high, well, higher optimistic number, and you even confirmed that from your experience with talking to Nigerians, those that come here were like, no, I'm not going mm -hmm. back. Even though we're like neighbors, why do you think there's that fundamental difference between us? Like, why are you guys so passionate about Ghana? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if people are passionate about Ghana. I think that perhaps, on, I mean, one of the issues is that maybe the problems in Ghana are not as dire as the ones in Nigeria. Perhaps. Why? Um, we provided you guys light for like one year. Remember that? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe we paid. You're never being thankful. Maybe we paid the officials enough. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We're never, we're like, we haven't gotten like a bouquet or thank you bouquet. You haven't said thank you about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that's one of the, the the things, right? Like Nigeria has a lot more people, and so naturally, that's true. That they make fun of you guys. Like, kind of, you can't even feel like two local government areas. What's the population now? How many million? It's nearing thirty. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, you guys are like one fifty. One fifty something. Yeah, like two hundred. Well, almost. I'd give. Well, now you know we are now like the poverty capital of the world, right? Yeah. We've like, taking over India. Yes. Yeah. Poverty capital of the world, but I mean a lot of people really like it because the standard that you guys, right? It's the population. Burundi. No, we're doing that. number one now. We're number one now because our population keeps growing. Yeah. And then the 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 distance, the poverty, the world distance. We we should tackle population. We should what? Like we should handle like trying. Work on now. <laughs> but I think what do you want to do? One child policy. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. No, but you also have to I know I'm very religious too. Yeah. I mean, one of the things is that issue is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. The religious thing. Yeah, that's it. Our local control is external. Mm -hmm. Like we feel like we have to control over nothing. Ah, it's God's will. Really, seven kids. Yeah. God's will. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you need to shut that place down. Out of business. I know. Like God, you know, don't take this will anymore. <laughs> you know. Back to your question about like. How many Nigerians going back? Mm -hmm. I think as part of like our problem not being like as there as Nigeria, I think also it, it comes to like attitude, like how aggressive Nigerians are. Ah! Like, like. Since so we have <laughs> I just proved your point. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just proved your point. I wasn't even thinking. You heard of the joke of the guy who went for a job interview and then the panelist said, Well, your previous employer said you have a temper problem. And then he panted. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like, eh, like, how dare you talk smack about my country? Teach them all, like, hey, every Nigerian has every, like, they have, we're intentional. Can we just, yeah, that's it. Ooh, you know that? Yeah, 
Nigeria. Do you like us, by the way? Like Nigeria. Oh, I like them. Yeah. I want to visit Nigeria. Like, I think you I haven't visited. You guys have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have this superiority. Like we're just next door. You don't want to stop. You yeah. don't stop by and say hi with a cup of flowers. Have sugar. this love for life. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. that, yeah. Like, it will work out. Yes, yes, yes. So, we're very optimistic. Yeah, I'm, and I have a problem sometimes with that. Like they're very positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like people. I got stranded in Istanbul airport the last time I was going home. What happened to you? It's a whole different story altogether. And I randomly met some Nigerians. Somehow we bonded. Yeah. Other Nigerians, eventually, we were about 15 20 people <laughs> like, the host in the, at, at the airport, airport. Yeah. telling jokes, yeah. stories. That's like, Niger- an Nigerian spirit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to like, tell people about. Like, like, I got free meal ticket. Yeah, got, like, we were hustle. From the airport. We're hustlers. Like, like, we're hustle. I'm dead of hunger. Like, in Nigeria, somebody you want to get stuck in a foxhole. Like, when it comes down to it, because we're very resourceful. Yeah, we're very optimistic too. Optimistic. No, things so the, com- no, the, the country is very hard. People rely on themselves so a lot. They have this idea that I have to get out. I have to succeed, yeah. Yeah, I have to succeed. So they move out. If they are able to move out, no, I'm not going back. That's to it. <laughs> That's well, it. If That's I'm it. going back, I'm going back. As something has made it. So, yeah. And I have to make it before I move back. And even now, I'm making it. It's not only for ourselves. Because we think about those that were left behind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're very family oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, see, there's a lot you can learn from us. Oh, yeah. In addition to I mean, learn how to cook, I mean, we learn a lot from you, except <laughs> <the dogs. laughs> I mean, that we <laughs> don't like the aggressive side of me. Come out, I'm gonna flip this microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys have a really good sense of humor. My Nigerian friends make me laugh a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. we're lively. Well, and that's just something that when people hear about Nigeria, when they hear about like you know, horrible things, I mean, that's not the Nigerian spirit. Yeah. People are people anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And people but are horrible everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, but it's Nigerian spirit. I want I want them to see that side of us as well. Like we're very friendly, we're very hospitable, and we're very open-hearted about so many things. And they like we respect you guys how highly educated you guys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Because I stand out. Really? We had a lot yeah. Of teachers. Yeah, yeah, I had a Ghanaian teacher, yeah. Mr. Mensa. Yeah, they've really been. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was saying <laughs> because I have all my Nigerians say, oh, tell me about having a Ghanaian Yeah, they right? almost like they, they imported the guys in, and then after a while, yeah, they now found that you guys were taking away the jobs, kind of what was happening in South Africa. They now said you guys exactly Ghana must go, and then Mr. Mensa, well, he was very, very um disciplined, like he abulala make abulala. That was something who make us sing. I don't know what that meant. Every morning in class, I don't know. Mr. Mensa somewhere. He was, I mean, he taught me English. He was really good. I had, I had yeah, very, yeah. you know, growing up in the 80s, I had, you know, Ghanaian teacher, they were, they, gone, they were gone, you know, by the time the 90s came, so yeah. In, in the, like, universities, do you have a lot of Ghanaians coming to Nigeria? No, but we have a lot of Nigerians going yeah. to Nigeria. Yeah, my a, friend studied medicine in your school. In fact, my husband went to do his um, rotation, medical rotation at Colibu. Oh, okay. Okay. hospital. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the all private all of universities. Are we doing well? Yeah. Uh, ah! I mean, I, I can't say that. Like, I don't know. I can't say, yeah. Ah! All I know about is that usually when Nigerians move into a certain space, there's a lot of rapid development. Because, and, and I use Kufuridia as an example, right? Kufuridia has a small private university called All Nations University. Kufuridia is a dead town, right? Nothing much goes on there. That's where my parents live. Yeah. Then this university starts recruiting Nigerian students. All of a sudden, people start putting up apartments, mm-hmm. buildings, mm-hmm. hostels. 
a lot of Nigerians move into this space. Somehow Nigerians are always really rich. We occupy people like matter. Like all of a sudden, there's a lot of business that starts booming. Entrepreneurial. Yeah. Are they owned by yeah, Nigerians? Yeah. yeah, and they are well, very some are owned by Nigerians, but initially there's a demand for it. A so lot of people started converting even their private homes into mm. hostels, Airbnb style. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, th- I think Yeah, welcome Ghana. Yeah. See what you're doing for it. Don't say we did anything for you guys again. No. See the things we are counting for you now. Electricity. Electricity, boosting your education. Giving guys good job of friends. What else do you guys want? So eh? that actually goes to Nigeria to do like um, recruitment, admission, like on sports admissions. Oh, okay. Um, like my your school university. Yeah, they go. What's going to be investing in? Kwame Nkrumah University. Ah, the big one. Yeah. yeah Where most of the presidents come out from? No, no, that one is University of Ghana. Where oh, you just, oh, look at you. Where I went to? He's really a retired guy. Where I went? And his voice is deeply. It feels like going down like an octave lower. Where I went to? I know, I know. So I've been to Ghana before. There's actually a story behind it. I got on the bus with my friend. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, and I, I went yeah. on the bus. I went on the bus. I used to be like, very spontaneous growing up. I had that moment of just living life. And so I told my mom I was going to go to Ghana. She's like, how? You want to fly? I was like, no, bus trip. So I went to my friend, we got on the bus. We was like, do you have a way to say, yeah, we made arrangements for the hotel. No, we didn't. Wow. On the bus, we met a guy, and if you listen to this, Ernest, that was his name. Very nice Ghanaian guy. And oh, we didn't meet him. We met a friend that knew him. So we got talking with somebody in the, in the bus. You're going to Ghana too? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Do you have where to stay? Like, no, let me call my friend. He can come meet you at the bus stop. And that was it. Before we got to Ghana, he had already made arrangements for us to stay in a hotel. Someone in Dansoman in okay. Mama's Corner. Is it correctly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's somebody in Mama's corner, and that was it. He was very nice. Like he could have taken advantage because we were just young and stupid. Like that thing we did was almost dangerous. <laughs> but was very. I was. How old was I? I want to say I was um, maybe nineteen or twenty. Wow. Yeah. Am I, am I saying it right? That's, I yeah. I wasn't thinking of going to Nigeria. Oh, no, hold on. Hold on. It's 19. Sorry, I was 20. I was 22, 22, 22. And it was, it was nice. Like, we went to Kroko Beach, Labadi, uh, Makola Market. I just love how, like, when I go to the market and I talk, I'm like, are you from Nigeria? People got excited. Yeah. I felt like a celebrity in Ghana. Really? Almost, yeah. Almost, like, they were very interested in, you know, yeah, about no, us. People are generally interested in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah, they want to yeah. figure you out. Like, yeah, well, the same way we want to figure you out. And, <laughs> Deliver you from that jollof ice cream always eating that's be clouding your sense of reason. But that's for a topic for another day. But I feel like there's so much that binds us together. We don't really, we don't explore each other enough. You know, we, I think we've, we overlook you guys too much. Mm-hmm. Like we see you guys as a younger brother. That younger brother, you're like, eh, just a kid. But you guys are doing a lot. I feel like we, should, we need to like take you guys more seriously. Like, I mean, Ghana has the, okay. one of the best soccer teams. <laughs> With the ones that are explained by corruption. What's name of that undercover journalist? Akwe, what's his name? You guys are Wait, 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 wait. Let, let's go there. <laughs> let's go there. Which soccer team? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did you guys even get to Russia? <laughs> Did you guys even get to Russia at all? No, because we wanted to allow. Oh, hold on. You guys are not a for very long. Hold on, hold on. I don't know undercover um, journalist that, that saw the Anas, yeah. All the corruption going on. It was even to soccer league, like junior soccer league. But you know what corruption. Bribing FIFA officials. dissolved the Ghana Football Association. But when it comes to corruption, Okay, it's fine. We 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 win in that area. No one fights with Nigeria. It's okay. Yeah, we're fine. We're good at corruption. Like, let's own it. Own your badness. Happy now. Four one nine is actually from Nigeria. No, it's a penal code. Yeah. So yeah, four one. But so we four one nine. We use it like someone defraud something. I know. I know. That's it's it's a penal. Like it's a constitutional yeah, penal so yeah, code. Yeah, from you guys. yeah. 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 But so, I think everybody. I, I think yeah. There's a wave of people doing that. 
But not all Nigerians are foreigners, you know that. Oh, it's true. Uh, no, can still talk about the. No, I'm not. I'm not delusional. <laughs> like you understand that Nigeria is always positive. So, what would you say has been the most difficult adjustment you had to make in the US? So you've been here for two years. You've been here for uh, almost yeah, three, three years. years. Yeah, you almost a year. Uh, you yeah. more than a year, right? Yeah, yeah. What would you say was the hardest adjustment for you to make? Well, I mean, I think one of the main things for me was uh, social life. Hmm. Right, like you're I not a social person, though. I'm not. That, that's a really interesting <laughs> part, right? Like I, I. But the option is that I, I'm, I'm like I'm not someone who wants to go out every now and then, yeah. or I don't spend too much time with friends or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I really like, I really like good social relations. Like I keep friends for long. I, I like chatting with my friends. Um, that sort of thing. And I, I just realized that this was an awkward space for that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Like you live in a place, you don't know who your neighbors are, you go to class. Social relations are just very awkward. Um, very awkward. I always say it's not socially cohesive. Um, and and so, that's a shocker right, for most Africans. There's, there's, there's a lot of adjustments in that area. Yeah. I think another thing also is, I mean, what we've already talked about, how when you just want to buy something very basic. <laughs> too many options. Spots for choices. Yeah, yeah, my first week here, I go to Subway. I'm trying to get myself a sandwich and then Forget about I have it. to deal with the different types Next of Next time, just look at the picture. Build a combo. Um, I mean, Italian bread, whatever. Rye, wheat. Exactly. After choosing the bread, you have White. to choose the type of cheese. After choosing the type of cheese, you have to choose whether you're, you want your... Um, Toasted. Well no, you have toasted. to ask if your bread wants to be toasted or not. Exactly, the bread. Yes. Um, what kind of um, um assortment to add on there? Is it exactly. you want um, kind of spinach or lettuce? And then the sauce. The sauce. Do you want sriracha? Do you want honey mustard? Teriyaki. Um, blue cheese. I'm like, dude, I just want to have a sandwich. And there's a line waiting for you. And exactly. me, if you're like me, you're just awkward, like, you know what? Like, I don't know, just put anything there because you're already feeling bad that yeah. someone is waiting for so, you. So it gets, I mean, that gets exhausting because it happens with nearly everything, right? Everything. It's. Even by yourself, yeah. Even online, mm -hmm. trying to shop for anything, yeah. I have like fifty tabs open because I'm comparing, I'm comparing, yeah. and it keeps getting. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting problem because it's actually designed for convenience, right? Like uh, no, the, the idea not. is that you should be able to have yeah. whatever you want to have, but at the same time also. You don't want to spend 50% of your brain power trying to process. And then you end up not even buying it. You now start again the next day. Exactly. You know, so that gets exhausted. Is there something like American, like they want to have a lot of variety of everything? Yeah. Is that is that perpetuation of being the best in the world? But sometimes being the best in the world makes if you're that if you're always having those kind of options, they actually begin to look foolish. Like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, do we really have to have like thirty brands of laundry detergents? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Like, I don't know. I feel like someone make my decision for me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely bad. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, and the social aspect of it, you find that now you have to be more intentional with your friendships. Exactly. You have to. You have to actually schedule your social life in. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's gonna knock on your door and be like, let's go play ball. There's very little spontaneity yeah. in social media. They don't show like, up. Nobody is just gonna show up at you. I do, you cannot do that though. You cannot yeah. do that. For yeah. that, I'm grateful for about America because it, it, it brings us together, mm -hmm. like Africans. Like, you know, we get to talk more about yeah. many things that unite us because we have to talk more to find out those similarities. Yeah. And the normal they will probably have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Just be attacking each other on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How about you, um, Francis? What was the apart from the friendship thing? What else was the hardest thing for you to adjust to here? People not hearing, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so strange. Like, and you talk slow. Hear, yeah, you talk slow. Talk with their accent, and they don't hear what I'm I think saying. it's cultural impatience. Yeah, yeah. 
they, yeah. they oh, they just that look on their face. I'm like, I'm not even gonna repeat myself again. I mean, people expect more effort from you to to be understood rather than yeah, 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 yeah. Because when they are speaking, they are not trying to make themselves. Yeah. No, and some of them even speak so fast. But those are from so, so fast. Like, like, I can hear you. Like, oh, you have an accent. Yeah, I do have a face. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know how you sound to me? I say you have a face. Yeah, yeah. Because accent is relative. If you don't speak like me, I don't even know how I sound, you know? Yeah, that's And, like, what we were talking about, like, the north, south, go south, on the Oh, I hate that. It's a scam. Who decides where south is or not? I feel like it's a scam. Someone's trying to tell me the direction of the sun. I don't know where the sun is. I don't care. Yeah. Just tell me landmarks. Go by the tree. Go three houses away. Turn left by the river. When you find the coconut cellar. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a beggar by the whatever. Don't turn by the beggar. Go straight a little bit. You see a red chair in the middle of the road. We have a small computer room. Like, daytime. And we have, like, three computers. My boss actually has named South iMac, not iMac. <laughs> Those people. Blink, how do you know this? <laughs> oh no, the sun comes from no, the sun. No, no, I don't. And he's able to tell you, he can go like... No, it's fine. Just put on Google. Google would tell me. Yeah, Yeah. so that's basically... So grad school, eh? Yeah? Is you think grad school is for everyone? Like, that's the question I want to throw out. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, would you do it again? Yes, I would do it again. I mean, I, I think I'm very, I'm a very curious person. I like my research. I, um, yeah, this, this is my happy space. What do you say are the, are the, are the qualities of someone like for you to thrive and survive in, in grad school? What do you need? Everybody coming from Africa. You should want it. Yeah. You should I always tell people that. Wants this. Mm-hmm. Not just an escape. Oh, someone suggested it to you. Oh, yeah. go and do no. Yeah. Like you should. You should be from. Yeah. Because like, oh, there's frustration already here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even coming here, the process you have to go through to come here. Oh, I don't even tell myself. It's of estimating. I'm telling you, you can write the whole book. Like, it is. You have to apply here beforehand. Yeah. GRE, TOEFL, and all that. Application, I twenty service. Yeah. 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 And you have to keep in constant touch with admission officers. Yeah, email them, make sure the email doesn't go to spam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, I'm sure you have a lot of people writing to you, and then you tell them the process you have to go through. They don't come back here. Yeah. And then, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this one. I, said, I had used this story before, example before. She was like, uh, she was introduced to me by one of my former professors in Nigeria. She's like, I want to go to grad school. I was like, good. Oh, you want to study a PhD? You have a master's already. What would you like to do? I don't mind any course. I'm like, mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's, even those of us who really love what. Oh, I'm you have an idea. I like, still have you know moments where we question why. Why? We're here. Like, why am I here? What would so, I rather be doing? Yeah. Every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell myself the moment when I was in grad school. I tell myself the moment I can come up with an alternative as to what I would rather be doing, mm-hmm. I'll quit. Yeah. But I never came up with another yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you have to have something you want to do. Like any course is nothing. Like really, how, how do I even start advising? Yeah. So I'm like, why do you really want to leave? Apparently, wanted to leave the country. I'm like, why not just come for another? Masters or do a certification course or you know come visit and see what's like but i'm not gonna counsel you and talk to you about phd yeah. i don't think you're ready yeah and what i'm telling is what someone told like what i what i would tell myself as well mm-hmm. but I, I i had a feeling that she probably thought i was trying to discourage her from not coming because yeah. it didn't sound like yeah. any course like i'll just tell me any course i'll do I'm like yeah where do i start work. i mean and i've actually spoken to certain people who wanted to come to a phd and I've had to advise them, you know, based on our conversation, I've, I've had to advise them against it. Because yeah. 
I mean, there are, there are people who just think, well, it's just the next thing I should do. They are not really interested in that field. At all. They are not going to commit five years of your life. Perhaps you are married, you have kids, all of that. Uh, one of the most productive years of your life. Years of your life. Yeah. Where you use a pay cut. Exactly. And if you're leaving the country, it's like adjusting to the system, not just the social system, the educational system, whatever political climate you find yourself in. Yeah. And those are loneliness that mm-hmm. follows you about. Yeah. So you have to do a real cost-benefit analysis. <laughs> That's it. Sure that the return on investment is... It has to be, yeah. And yeah. Another yeah. point is that, like, the way we look at professors back home, oh, he's a doctor, right? Yeah. There's one respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come here. Oh, you're just a professor. You're just a professor, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The professor Reverence. Yeah, yeah they yeah. don't know anything much, yeah. Like, they are the people who wants to be, yeah. they want to actually be there. That's why they are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are better options usually yeah. than being exactly. a professor. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So my like people, oh, this professor, oh, yeah, I want a PhD. Okay, this is the process. Hmm. And it's five years. <laughs> At least. So I'm doing more than. Yeah, five years minimum. Uh, tell people I have mm. two plus X. Yeah, and never ask, never ask a grad student how much longer do you have. Yeah, yeah, never yeah, ask yeah, them. X is always yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah X is an integral. Factor. We just know it's, it's an integral. You know, it's better than one. At least that's all you have to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, and it's on a continuum, infinity. I know. <laughs> So that is greater than it's greater than one but less than infinity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a positive yeah. integer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean and you, you talked about like cost benefits. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't really know the cost. And I, I think no one knows the cost unless you start first year. And not even just the financial cost. It's the things you yeah. also have to give up, the opportunity yeah. cost yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 The things you, you are going to lose. So yeah. it's not like I was a pharmacist at, at practice hospital. I've taught, I've been a teaching assistant before, yeah. and community pharmacy yeah. before. So you know, like, I was Boy, line on your couch. Yeah. And then if you, you think about it, yeah. Yeah. your friends now, eh, they're probably higher. Yeah, like, and then yeah, like, yeah. what am I doing? But then don't worry, you're gonna catch up. Don't worry, you're gonna catch up. But it seems like your friends are like doing, they're driving cars, buying building houses, and you're like, what I'm just struggling to pay my bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I mean, um, to be fair also to people who would like to do PhDs, I mean, I think I think it's also a nice thing, right? To dedicate your life to solving a particular problem. Yeah, that's why it has to be purposeful. Yeah, yeah, to become an expert at that thing. And yeah. I think it's a really good thing if you are relentlessly curious about it. That's it. Because that, that curiosity is always going to get you through those days. Because it's not always easy. Yeah, yeah. It is it is hard. Like, and that's not even adjusting for having some people that have like horrible professors mm-hmm. but they don't support them where they make lives really difficult yeah, for them some yeah. schools I, I know they are like difficult oh them. yeah they have a yeah. lot of issues I had a friend that wanted school. to defend their dissertation and because two professors everybody in the, in the department knew that they weren't they don't talk to each other they had to do their presentation twice wow, wow. like in front of That's the committee and then one <laughs> and then of course whatever argument one gave the other one countered so you became the pawn Wow. So imagine just the stress of your life yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, no. It's so cool. I've heard of some horrible PhD stories. I just always count my blessings because I never had like a bad, like experiences I had that were horrible with growing pains, things I had to grow, you know, into mm-hmm. myself. I mean, like visa issues and, you know, common international students and then some personal things. But as far as like the, the faculty itself and they, was, they were very supportive mm-hmm. and never made a whole world of difference in relation to all the challenges I had. So imagine if I had challenges in this program as well. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The bar is like really high, like like doing real stuff, like things that apply applicable. Like yeah, you can like, see results, like oh, I'm doing 
things I did in like six weeks rotation yeah. and serve as a master's. There you go. There you go. Mm. Now let's talk about marriage. I think that was one of the topics you were to talk about. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 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 No, 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 no. You know, I, I just like the idea. I'm not, I mean, I'm not an expert because obviously I'm not. It's only what makes you not an expert in marriage? Because you're not married. What makes you, what makes you think you're not, you're not an expert in I'm just a really curious person. And I like observing. What are you, what are you, I, what are you curious about marriage? Whenever I meet married people, I ask them questions. Right? Like I ask them, okay, so how do you guys marry, manage your, your money? How, yeah. do you, how did you meet? Um, you're one of those people here. What are the problems you have in your marriage? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm really surprised I haven't asked you. Yeah. You can go ahead and ask. What are some of the problems you have in What was the most difficult thing for you? Wow. Things like that. And I, I, I like that though. Yeah, yeah, I have a, so what, what, what are your burning yeah, questions about marriage? The best thing is when you ask one person. Yeah, and then you ask another person. You get very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and see, yeah. yeah. There's a certain, yeah. Uh, but as you know, like the yeah. question you, whatever you ask me is going to be my opinion. Two questions actually. One of them is how do you manage your money? Both of you. I mean, not specific, but like, how do you manage the money? Yeah. Okay. And then the second thing is, uh, what was the most difficult thing? So just so. Like yeah. marriage wise or moving here wise? No, no, marriage wise. Like when you came. I'll talk about myself what, though. What here? So the money part, I wasn't very financially responsible in the sense that. I mean, I would. Ne- I won't go into debt or borrow money. You know, I wouldn't. I wasn't that kind of person. But I didn't see the idea of saving. Because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I um, I, I had a very spontaneous um, way of living life. Like I didn't. Th- I didn't think I was gonna live that long. I don't know why that sounds morbid, but when I made my, I worked hard to make the money. Okay, exactly, you know, since the day. So I like to like you know use my money for stuff, not just mm-hmm. buying stuff. Like you know, I would give them out and not in a careless way, but I just had to spend my money. I didn't really see the emphasis mm-hmm. of saving. And of course, you run into some issues where you might need money for like a big thing. And then we had to default to my husband. My husband has a very, like he's very, I won't say aesthetic with money, he's very good with saving. Mm-hmm. Like he knows how to like, he doesn't like, he says some things that, well, I like it, but I don't have to buy it, mm-hmm. for example. He's a man, he's a man in that aspect, but it's also him in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So he will say, you need to save about it, nah, nah, nah. So every, like two times it happened, there's something came up like that was way beyond my capacity and I had to default to his savings. So he humbled me, because I was like, Oh, I see. The need for saving now, mm-hmm. and so I started saving more. And after a while, I actually let him. I told him how it was a struggle for me to save because I didn't see the need. So I let him know that was a weakness I had. Like being more financially responsible in that area. Like I said, I wouldn't, you know, borrow money. I wouldn't overspend or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak of the devil. Thank you. Um, hey, babe, can I call you back? I'm podcasting now. I'm podcasting, can I call you back? Okay, sure. All right, thank you. We're talking about you, actually. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear me. Um, anyway, so, um, so he was, I, I saw that, like, he told me, he had told me before you need to say, it didn't make sense to me until I was humbled by that experience. And I love the fact that he didn't shame me. Like, he didn't say, oh, I told you about it. Because that would have equally sent the message home, but it probably would have modified my behavior. So I saw that and, you know, started saving. And so now we have, like, specifically, um, we have several accounts. I have my account, he has his account, but he has access to my passwords. He has access to my cards as well. I have access to his cards. We have a joint account where I put our savings in. So yeah, we're saving. We have a common fund where we save money into, and we use it to our discretion. And some there's there's a rule of if if a money is above a particular amount, we need like each other's sign off for like big purchases. But it's not like a huge topic. It's just being more. This is a, like a common course for putting money into. Even in my personal account, mm-hmm. I just let him know and he lets me know. Not because I want to do that. Like I have to do that. 
to me. I feel like when you, you money is something that can drive. Life. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because it's an aspect that you have to be compatible with that person. Mm -hmm. People think of it like, oh, that's control. No. I'm someone I'm very independent, you know. So having to learn to be open about, mm -hmm. like, not as I was asking for permission from him, you know. It was more of, I share a lot of things with this person. Why can't I put money into it? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't about the money, it was about trust. Yeah. So marry someone that can be very responsible. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Um, the hardest thing for me in that regard would be also learning how to follow somebody. So I'm the firstborn, I'm the only girl. I have two brothers. I'm also individualistic in the sense that I get things done. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to question it. Mm -hmm. I can say, do things and you can ask me questions later or do things and apologize later. I call the shots, you know, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And then I married someone that from a family of seven and he's the last born. Uh. <laughs> and he's my husband and I'm the wife, you know. And since we're Christians, it's an order to the husband as the head, which I totally believe. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I'm any less of a person, mm -hmm. you know, but I defer to him. I, you know, I try to live, you know, he's my head, he's supposed to help me be a better Christian as well. That was the hardest thing for me. It just didn't make sense. So here I was having to like tell this person everything I wanted to do sometimes. Because I was used to just going off on my own, all my life, mm -hmm. you know. So that means independence had to like, you know, because when you love somebody, you can't just go off on your own. Yeah. That's one of the things I had to realize. And I still have my individuality. Like, my husband and I are totally different people. That like mm -hmm. he's quiet, you know, he's more reserved. And he's extra patient about things. Like, his patience is, like, off the rocks. And it's one of the things I had to learn from him. And But if I wasn't willing to, like, listen and let him lead, I probably would have, you know, done a lot more worse. And he knows me a lot. He knows the things that I like. He knows the things that will make me grow. He encourages me, even things that he wouldn't be able to do himself. Like, say, the podcast. I was telling you about the podcast. Mm -hmm. He actually encouraged me to start it again. Like, hey, why not start your podcast again? Because I started with a group of friends four years ago. But then we didn't take off. But I know it's not, it's not something that he would want to be on or, you know, <laughs> say, oh, let's put my picture on there. No. Uh, but he, he's like my silent cheerleader. So that's that kind of person he is. So I always say marry somebody that has something that you don't have but you like. What drew me to him? Because he's tall, apart from his height. I like tall guys. It's just his patience. <laughs> like, his <Sure>. patience. <laughs> <laughs> Am I shaming? Well, have you seen me? Like, I'm trying to help. I'm trying, I'm trying to adjust the world population, you know? I was just saying, <laughs> fine people are ugly people, tall people are short people. Yeah, it's his patience. Like, he has patience for days. Like, when it doesn't even make sense to me. As a Christian, one of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. And I didn't get that concept until I met him. And how people can push you, but you don't have to, like, react. Because I'm... I'm more reactive than he mm -hmm. is. Then he also balances my mood because I have, there's a saying, a marriage is mostly between a moody and a non-moody person. It's rare for you to find two non-moody people get married, mm -hmm. but it's hard for you to find two moody people get married because moody people will not marry moody people. Mm -hmm. I think in the marriage, I'm more of a moody person. Mm -hmm. But he knows how to like... Balance. Yeah, he's, he's like my balance. That's it. So I think so find, and at the core of it, find a friend. And we, sometimes we fight. Sometimes we fight fair. Sometimes we don't fight fair. Sometimes I'm, I'm mostly the hot-headed person in the relationship. But he's my friend. So even when we don't, when I say I don't, I don't like you right now, like I don't like you right now. <laughs> and he says me, I don't like you too. But we're still friends, you know. Yeah, actually use those words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you right say, I wish, no, I'm very open about it. But that's really honest and, and Oh yeah, I mean, and a lot of people, people say that and, like coming back to oh we are good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we and we fight like people fight one of the things I also had to learn that you can fight with somebody like in like your spouse for example but you don't it doesn't have to change like the dynamic of the relationship mm -hmm. yeah I think they are fighting 
not like to be you right. Still maintain the, the, the respect that's it. That you both that, that's one of the things I had to learn. Like, because mm-hmm. I think they all oh, before now we should totally divorce. I was like, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, for that, you know, like serious fight. But I just, I have to understand I can disagree with somebody. It also comes down to my relationship with people. Like, mm-hmm. have friends that I don't necessarily agree with. We just left, right, political correctness that's going on. Like, if, you agree, mm-hmm. if someone votes for somebody and they're bad people or something yeah. like that. No, I mean, it's all the problems I have, right? Like, there's this certain sense in which we think, well, people who have bad ideas have bad ideas. No, right. you can attack the ideas, but not the person. Yeah, bad people, bad people have good, good ideas, ideas yes. Yeah. That's why I don't, so, I, I feel like don't like label yeah. somebody as your right, mm-hmm. your left. Yeah. Then you can't get it's something from someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in the middle. I have friends that, you know, we don't agree on issues like abortion, gun control. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like, you're still my friend. It's okay, we, we agree on curry, right? Let's exactly. talk about curry. Yeah. But we don't anything we talk about abortion, we're not going to agree. Yeah. But I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to look at you like a horrible person. Yeah. And, and we have to reasonably disagree. That's with, it. With, with, with don't with attack the person. Yeah, and, and we have to be able to talk about our disagreement. Yeah, I feel like people don't want to create that so, space. Exactly. It's like people think sometimes that, and it's one of the things I had to learn in America, right? Like in Ghana, we had, I had agreements with my friends all the time. Like if we disagree about something- We'll still play the next day. <laughs> in my second year, I had some Muslim friends and I'm Christian. Yeah. And we would disagree all the time about all sorts of things. Really, really- We would make fun, almost like we're making fun of each right. other's religion. Yeah, and, and some of the disagreements were really, really serious disagreements. I'm telling you, like deal breakers. after that, we'll play video games and yeah. things. And, and but somebody took it personal. Exactly, but then I noticed over here that People have sort of calcified themselves in bubbles. Into bubbles. Everybody thinks the same so, way. So, like, yeah, it's really difficult to find people actually disagreeing in real life. Except, and then, I mean, people trolling online. But I just want to think that is that really a real reflection of what's happening in real life? Maybe it's just something they're trying to prime us with. But but that's but that's the problem, right? Like that's why I actually well, that's it's one of the reasons I reduce my engagement on Facebook. Because oh yeah. I realize sometimes, well, you post something controversial. People don't know how to disagree. That's like, it. Like, people cannot. They can even unfriend you and be like, yeah. people would unfriend you. And I, like, how dare you say that? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. We're just disagreeing on this particular issue. It doesn't necessarily always mean. I feel like it's be way better off, you know, off Facebook and to like, have conversations yeah, with people. Yeah. So right now, I prefer, like, I, I really enjoy disagreement. Yeah. Um, people physically. Yeah. And I always say, find people that don't even think like and you. I always think about it that way, right? Like, if I can't disagree or if I can't have a really heated argument with someone. Can't be really good friends, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's really hard. Or having friends all the time that agree with you. What are you, not Korean leader? (laughs) Everybody's saying yes. All your friends think like you. Like, how do you grow? It's like eating one meal every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, part of the problem is, and it's also why I'm interested in rhetoric, right? Yeah. Because I approach arguments. Yeah, I approach arguments. I think you'd be one of those people that you don't want. People don't want to argue with. Yeah, I'm always when I'm thinking about when I'm disagreeing with someone about something. When I'm arguing with someone about something. I open myself up to the possibility of being, being wrong by that person. Yeah. Or of being wrong. Yeah. And I noticed that most people don't expect no, 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 that. Because you hold things personally. Yeah. I always say when I hold so on to a truth. When you do that, it's really difficult for you to, to let go that argumentation can it's be fruitful. possible. Yeah. It's because, and this is it. I think it's that key of isolation. Like people have they've isolated themselves from people. You don't even know how to communicate anymore. So that thing becomes your reality. And I always say there's some core values I have. Like as a Christian, there's some core values that are immutable. Like, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. I can't change that. Like there's no the alternative will be doing wrong to somebody else. But other things I hold, like, you know, supporting one political aspirant or mm-hmm. not, or holding some certain beliefs or not. I don't hold them too tightly. I try to test them out there. Almost like you're sending them out, like fly babies. Mm-hmm. 
feel the world and then let's see how it comes back you know and even that bit of cultural curiosity like you ask somebody so what's your country like or oh, oh, what are, are you going back oh that's re- like really yeah, no, you that can't even always t- told me actually. I mean, so I understand it's like why God some people have a problem with this, right? It's like sometimes it's, it's a certain way, but generally, if someone is genuinely interested in what my plans are in terms of going back or whatever, like I, I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. No, I'm just curious. Like, hey, yeah, you from? Oh, how often do you go home? Like, well, you know. Um, uncomfortable like that's why I say it's very hard for me to find anybody being racist towards me like you have to really be very obnoxious for me to think of it as racism because I'll think of it like what a rude person like, I'm like oh that was racism like, no I don't think he was being racist I think it's just a very offensive fellow oh, very <laughs> yeah 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 you because know, that's always that line I'm always the last person to like and I do understand that there's racism here in the US I'm not gonna delude myself I right, could so that mostly the African Americans quickly jump to hate the racism but sometimes people just it's been a reality, really. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, there's, there's also a history as well. Yeah, there's a history that we don't we don't know. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah, we don't. But we are black, so when you come, you're already black. It's something I've, I've really learned to understand. Yeah. You know? Because you know, it's different for us moving here. We we don't have that same experience. Of, like we we weren't considering ourselves as black. Until you move to the US, you realize they are before, black. Are they the crisis? You begin to identify. <laughs> And, and that process can be. No, I'm African. It is. Yeah. No, it's you, it almost like you're a lesser. Oppressing of color. Exactly. That's like my yeah. least favorite word. Yes, I know. Of I color. What the heck is that? Like, I know. Are we not colored? Yes. Is, is anybody plain white? I, I, I can live with black better than I can live with. Person of color. It's almost like person, like yeah. a per, a thing of color, like yeah, I'm like of like, shade, yeah, of hue. Really it is. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I mean, a minority. Yeah, I was hey, whole African princess. <laughs> yeah, but I also realized that I mean a lot of people have gone through a lot of processes to arrive at, at this point. So, so I'm patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I, I've just learned to be patient and understand. In my, yeah, in my assessment of some of those. So I think it's like the biggest cause. I, I don't know how Ghanaians and Ghanaian Americans, excuse me, Ghanaians or Ghanaian Americans or Ghanaians and African Americans relate. Is there like a tension there between you guys? There's definitely something. What are the biggest tensions you see? Oh, I think there are stereotypes on both sides. What stereotypes do you guys have of Ghanaian Americans or African Americans? Oh, you mean Ghanaian Americans, not African Americans? Well, well. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ghanaians, <laughs> at least the Ghanaians I know in yeah. circles, most people are simply suspicious of African Americans. Why? Like, I, I, I don't know where that is from, but <laughs> even Nigerians, I don't know why. Yeah, I think there's just some difference. In could it be the TV? And, yeah, I think it's it could be. It could be. Yeah, like there's a lot of. Um, I think that the same racist perceptions that white people oh, wow. have about African Americans are held by a lot of other people as well. A lot of other yeah, Africans. maybe not in a, in a less so, nuanced way. Maybe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. in a less nuanced way. I mean, it's it's less that simply because we are also black, right? So there's a certain sense in which. Like you make room for that kind of yeah. um, commonality, but still there are those things. And then on the other side, also, I feel it's also the same, right? Like some they think of the of us, same yeah. racist views that white Americans have about African African Americans would, yeah. Right? Like, I have a friend who's always complaining about this. He cooked for some of his African American friends. They want to eat it. They saw the food and said it was nasty. What's like, what kind of African food is this? <laughs> Exactly. And, yeah, and, and I'm, I have spoken to some African American friends who have told me about how worried they are about the safety in Africa. And so, them Ghana, they thought like, I mean, are there any risks involved? I'm like, dude, you're more likely to be shot in America than Pakistan. You're more, you're more likely to be shot in America than Pakistan. Yeah. 
there's no way Ghana is more dangerous than America. Like, get that straight. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I think that there's that kind of suspicion on both sides. Both sides. Um, but then once in a while. We, we come together because one of the things that binds all black people together black. is that we, we have a common history of oppression, mm-hmm. slavery, colonization. So when one person is affected, you now realize, yeah, oh, exactly. let's hold on and sing Kumbaya, my life, yeah. Kumbaya. So, so I feel that, that that's that thread that sort of binds. But it shouldn't be a time of oppression that we, yeah. we, because after that happens, then we disband. But yeah. I, well, I think it's, it's, it's easier for us sometimes to recognize that. We are different from African Americans culturally. Yeah. I think that that's the basis on which to construct any kind of solidarity. Yeah. Like if you go into any relationship assuming that you and yeah, the other person are the same, yeah. you're more likely to have problems than going in with the acceptance that this person has had a certain set of experiences which are different from mine. So let me that, let me come from that way. Let me come Cultural from impression. exactly. Like yeah. let me know that I'm, I have certain assumptions that are different from, from this, this person. person, or they've had they've had different yeah. experiences. Exactly. So let me come from yeah. that. I understand the them better. Yes. To come together. If yeah. you just go on thinking that well, oh, all okay. black people in the world are the same, are the same yeah. whatever, yeah, more like to have yeah, yeah. Um, greater problems. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That, that, that's what I think about it. I wonder that I also encourage my African-American friends, especially those that are very curious, is do your journey ancestry, find out where you're from in Africa and go visit. Because yeah. when you go to Africa, when you go to Africa or Ghana or Nigeria, for example, you find that you're a majority. They're not like standing out to yeah. the crowd. <laughs> Nobody calls you black person, you know? Yeah, there's a book you should read if you haven't. Which there's, one? There's this Professor Saidia Hartman, and um, it's called Lose Your Mother. So she goes to Ghana, she's African-American, she yeah. goes to Ghana and traces her ancestry. Yeah. She talks about, um, so it's historical research, but then it's written like a memoir. Mm. So she's talking about her own life. She's talking about the history of slavery in Ghana and how people in Ghana have forgotten the history of slavery because it's not the sort of thing that is taught in schools. And you guys even have like the whole so, place of no like you have the slavery, whatever. Yeah, we have the slave force Ship, and all yeah, that. Yeah. So there's that disconnect between, and so sometimes African-Americans come to Ghana, for example, and even though they enjoy the place, they realize that, that Ghanaians don't connect no, with yeah. them on that level, right? Like we've, we've who, long gone. Yeah, and, and <laughs> even Nigerians don't have that percent with slavery. Yeah, and, and Ghanaians, some Ghanaians, for example, would think that, well, how can you come from America and then say that things are so bad that you want to move from Ghana? Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone wants to move to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in America yeah. and you have some kind of historical affection yeah. for Ghana. Yeah. So there's that kind of disconnect. Yeah. Disconnect, yeah. And it's a really moving, and, and I mean, there's a whole history of African Americans moving back to Ghana all the time. Even uh, Maya Angelou went yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. And she wrote about it in yeah. All Girls Children. I about an, an American couple too. Um, they moved and they haven't gone back since. Yeah. They've been and, living there for Ghana 60 years. Ghana actually wow. instituted a law sometime, I think it was in 1998 or so, passed a law allowing African Americans who want to resettle. I've forgotten the name of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? So, so they have some kind of settlement. Um, yeah, they, they have the citizenship after a certain number. Yeah. African thing or yeah, yeah. Whoa. It's like a way for African Americans who want to relocate in Ghana. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, yeah. After a certain number of years you can Yes so in effect. Yeah. I think so. I think it is. It's just that it's not that highly publicized and not mm. too many people take advantage of it. Anyway. I see. So it's good. Yeah. That's good. But there are a few people who have established themselves, returned, established themselves. Yeah. I mean, some to come and are not able to stay and leave. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that when I'm answering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have, if you have continuous running water on your life. I'm telling you, I know you're coming. Yeah, you <laughs> at some point, 
you're rich. I wonder what they'll say when they come to Nigeria. Exactly. Yeah. I've got a question. Choose your personal comfort to buy I'm telling you. Social Off the cuff question. What are your pet peeves? Pet peeves. I don't know, my pet peeves are really petty. <laughs> Mine too. I, but I want you to go first. Capillary. Oh, really? Yeah, I have strong feelings about plastic capillary. <laughs> you should see his face now. Why? why? The spaces in the fork are wider than the normal spaces in the fork. Me think the man protested too much. Yeah, um, I don't like people. I mean, I'm just suspicious of people who squeeze the toothpaste from the middle. I think you have to squeeze from the bottom. People that send you HBD as, as your happy birthday present. Yes, I don't like, like don't even try. Don't even bother yeah, sending yeah, yeah, it to yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, all my friends know that. No, you cannot uh, send me HBD. If you're not gonna wish me happy birthday, <laughs> this is not Twitter with you know 140 characters. <laughs> don't bother sending it to me. I don't want that kind of happy yeah. birthday. Don't, don't send me happy birthday. Yes, I mean, if you if you start typing happy right now, autocorrect. Exactly, birthday. <laughs> so HBD, I mean, yeah, LLMP. Don't bother. Just yeah, just forget. Yeah. Man, long life and prosperity. Like I don't even deserve your full characters. Yeah, you're not yeah, a character. Person to yeah, my life. Like, bye bye. Yeah. What else? <laughs> I had a running list. I can't just remember. I'm okay with everything. No, nobody can be. See, this is one of <laughs> you are one of my pet peeves. <laughs> people that are okay, like, what you want? I'm okay with anything. Yeah, yeah, Make no, a decision. No, I, I, we are one of my pet peeves. People who have no opinion. That's it. <laughs> uh, I'm okay yeah. with everything. Like, what, what can we eat for dinner? I'm okay with anything. Yeah. Really? Or can you choose two? I'm okay. No, I'm giving you two choices. Choose one. <laughs> And then people who send incomplete text messages with incomplete information. I mean, I've had to soften because I mean, from from the time I was a child, I because I used to read a lot and all that. I used to end up pointing out things to people, and it got really obnoxious. But I realized that to be a nice person, you have to just shut up about certain. And the people that are passive aggressive. I don't like that. I mean, just if you if you exactly so just it's say exhausting for me. We might disagree. I might not agree with you, yeah. but. I don't like guessing that I've offended you. Yeah. If I've offended you, say it to me. Even if I don't apologize, then yeah, call me yeah, a jerk. Yeah. But having to say, didn't you remember? No, I didn't remember. Yeah. Or people who can't Because I easily offend people. What they want about very simple things. Right? It's like, oh, so you wanted to pee and you didn't say it. Like something very ordinary, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Oh, I think I I'm, to I'm fairly straightforward. So I like. I like that. Kind of, it's exhausting. It's exhausting being in any kind of relationship with someone. This is a petty. When people are playing games. Like all these candy crush and they don't turn down the volume and I can hear them. Uh, and I'm talking to my husband by the way. <laughs> like when the sound of the game is like ping, ping, ping. I don't like yeah, hearing I that. I really like the sound. No, of the I don't. Things. I don't. I don't. I don't. Except when I'm trying to sleep. Uh, uh, I don't like it with names that are like abbreviation, like JT, KL. I'm supposed to guess what that name means. Like, give me a full name. Oh, really? I like it when it works. I don't like it when it doesn't work. How? Oh, sometimes there are some people who have like kill. No, no, no. I want to know why. Because when you tell me your name, I look at you, I look at your face, and I there's a memory palace I build around your name to remember you the next time. Because I'm gonna remember your name. When you tell me JT Kitty, you're throwing my mechanism like off, you know. Yeah. And people that just send emails that they could have easily called you about. Why? Because emails are like official. There's there's email speak people don't understand. Another one is when people just wait. Do they send the email without? Like, uh, even subject, like subject. subject. Like like there's no subject. They begin in the middle, like without <laughs> that one is that one. No, no, uh, people that just want to call people that you don't really know, you know, on Facebook and you're talking with them, and all of a sudden they start calling you, trying to video chat with you. What makes them want to video chat with you? <laughs> people call you randomly, by yeah. Time. And I'm like, you need to ask me for my like, this is my time, like, we can't just, we can't just be chatting. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, you know, that, this is my time, it's America. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no,
talking. Not even like, oh, can I call you? Can I call you? I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, I live here now. And it's not like a phone call, it's video call. It is intense. It's almost like you went from kissing, from first video, like they're not in fourth video. It's like, hello, you didn't even email me on that. You don't see me on that email. My goodness. You are finicky. I'm not finicky, I'm particular about this. Look who's calling this one finicky. Finicky and particular. Like, I don't like petty talks. I don't like small talks. So something I'm not very patient with hello, hi. You send me hello, hi on, on, on and then you now you have my attention. Can you just let me know what? I also have a problem, an extension of that. I have a problem with people who think that they have to be close friends with you before they ask you for a favor or something. So And then I come at it. It's very deceptive. So it's like, you haven't been in touch with me for two years. And then you need something. Just ask me. Hello, dude, how are you? But some people think that they need to first become friends with you again. Yeah. Because I think you actually can't be close friends with everyone you would eventually need, yeah. right? So it's not necessary. A big one when I'm listening to music, I don't like people trying to talk to me. When I'm watching a movie, I don't like people commenting. Oh, that means wow. you can't watch movies together. Because yeah. I like the side. You're one of those. You get up and stand in No, 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 I'm not that one. I'm not that one. I'm not that kind of person. But I like <laughs> you to discuss the movie whilst you're watching it. Because sometimes some, some things just fly off your head. Um, but I don't do that during the movies. When I go to the theaters. Okay, like for example, I watch Black Mirror. Yeah. Which is you a, love Black Mirror. Are you kidding me? I throw Black Mirror parties. I can't watch Black Mirror by myself. Serious? Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, should, I throw that. I can't watch Black Mirror by myself. I can't digest that information. It's psychologically heavy. No, no, no. I don't like talk over it. I yeah. post Did you see that? What did you interpret? Because that's what Black it, it Provokes you to think about this human, you know, yeah, relationship. Yeah. And, and one of the things people don't like about me when I'm watching movies is that I always watch movies with subtitles. Oh, me too, me too, me too. Yeah. Even when I speak English, yeah. 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 Me too, because that's what I do, because I love words. Yeah, and I, I'm not never fully satisfied when I'm watching a movie without, without subtitles. It's like, when, when someone is watching, like, I need the subtitles. Yeah. Because it's not complete to me. Yeah. And people are like, it's, it's distracting, no? No. I want the whole yeah. package. I actually What's don't know like how that? Money to read it. <laughs> I can't read, I think it's, yeah. your brain is very, uh -huh. I'm a visual person. Yeah, me too. I'm a visual learner, so it's even double the, the mm -hmm. visuality for me. I like it's when the language is different. When they're like speaking Korean, it's That's like why you need to learn English, Korean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But even though that even those subtitles are just context, like they're not like the real verbatim one. Yeah. Because then I can read Korean, I'm like that English wasn't yeah, correct, yeah, but yeah, fine, yeah. we'll take it. Oh, along that line, you know how you want to use like hand sanitizers uh -huh. and you put your hand there, supposed to dispense it, or you have to touch it and nothing comes out. <sighs> Pet peeve. Because you know why? Who are those that go to the hand sanitizer place? People that their hands are already dirty. So, so they are touching and then nothing comes out. I feel more defiled. <laughs> yeah, that's like number one. Wow. Yeah, pet peeve. Like I just carry my hand this way. Wow. And if I if I want to wash my hand and there's no soap, I don't touch anything. I have like my brain remembers that hand is defiled. So I think I'm petty. Maybe I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm just finicky about things. But and I and I do judge a lot of people. So people find it very easy talking to me. And I don't know why, because I judge I judge a lot. <laughs> Like I judge a lot, but wow, I but I still have. have you made up <laughs> I can't tell you that. But I think it's just Jesus in my heart. Like if we're not Jesus must be having a hard time there. <laughs> it's almost like it's deflecting out the judgment to me. So I don't know. But I I at the core of it, I love people, and I understand that when I see somebody, I see some of their flaws. It's just a way of me just trying to understand them because mm. I see your beauty, I see your flaws. Yeah. And some flaws I'll be like, okay, we're not gonna be compatible. Yeah. So I'm not trying to take you as a person because we all have that flaws. And then you, that's how you make friendships. Yeah. You understand? Know, people do like, okay, I can't be friends with this person because of this thing. So that, I'm very good at processing those flaws. And sometimes maybe judgment comes with it, but it doesn't stay long. That's the difference. Mm. I don't, I don't like to do it, but I just have, I have to know. I have to update my software <laughs> to know it. You know, that's just it. Yeah. A picky eaters. I don't like picky eaters. Like they don't eat most things. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. I also have a problem with such people. I mean, I cook like really. Yeah. 
Yeah. Apart from those that have like you know um, restrictions, like, like you know religious restrictions, but those are just very you know picky about food. I don't eat French beans. I don't eat onions. I yeah. Don't eat, yeah. And this is like a fundamentally female male problem. Like living the toilet is open. I mean, if you live with a man, you just have to like you know let that go. But that's fine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dirty keyboards. I have a clean, wow. I have a vacuum cleaner for my keyboard. And I have like, it's so, like a little straw, it sucks to clean. First world problem. It's not first world problem. <laughs> like actually. It's, 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 no, no, cleaning. Is there a keyboard with a vacuum? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, There's a little, it. no, like you have but to get the it to the premises of the, the keypad. The moment you get the, the dust. Cleaner, you that. There's a foam for like, you know, the keys. There's like a little vacuum stuff. Like it sucks it with like a little straw, red straw. And it has like liquid um, nitrogen in it. Because you're supposed to shake it. And then you press because it's supposed to shake it too much. I mean, there's many things I can't stand, but I just I don't talk about them too much. I fix them. Or oh, another thing is the toilet paper. You know, it has to be a certain way. Wow. It has to be over, not under. Yeah. It has to I, be I over, not yeah, under. I'm, I'm also yeah. I, no, really. I, this is ground for the first. You put it. It doesn't make no, sense. Every no. I need to take that back. It does. <laughs> no, 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 no over, not, not under. It has to be over. I agree. I agree. Ah. Actually, when I go to the I change it. I always change it. I told myself that I'm going to do it until the world gets it. But one day I was in a very bad mood. I'd gone to use a restroom and that was in my. I didn't change it. And he hunted me in the doctor that day when I got home. And I just, even though I had a bad mood, I should have just done it. Like, I felt like I failed in my world mission for that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have a different opinion of me now? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm but surprised you like CS Lewis. Of well, course I do. But I was very excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've read, I've read a lot of his books. Yeah. I mean, started with Chronicles of Narnia, obviously, and then I realized that wow, there's so much. Um, Problem of Pain, Grief Observed, um, Scripted Letters, um, Mere Christianity. Um, I like GK Chesterton too. Yeah. You do. Do you listen to Ravi Zacharias? Yeah. yeah that, I love apologetics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah I'm, Actually, I mean, with CS, I didn't read his fiction first. I began with mere Christianity. Someone uh, yeah. read to me. Uh, and I did. And I do have a friend that is all about CS. So we talked a lot about him. I think he's helped me more because I, I had a lot of questions growing up about mm -hmm. Christianity that I couldn't talk to people about because yeah. I didn't want to yeah. be looked as, you know, someone that wasn't believing in God. Mm -hmm. And I still have, I said, I said, like, yeah, you don't has they? Yeah. But then, as this, this I say, when we do that, okay, God created us in His own image. When we get offended, when people ask us questions, we've created God in our own image. Yeah. It's speaking to how we've reduced God to be this idol, yeah. so that we get offended at it. But that's not God is not a personal idol. Mm -hmm. Why not just say, hey, let's explore it together? I don't know the answers yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes we feel. I think sometimes we feel that the idea of God will not hold up to all the scrutiny. But are we God's advocates? Yeah. yeah. We have to protect people. Yeah, we have to protect God and protect people from that. From that. From that. Because what happens is eventually people encounter questions, certain questions, and those questions shake the yeah. very core. But and they know answers. These questions are actually, I mean, St. Augustine was writing about these questions 500 years ago. Exactly. The question is not as innovative as it is. It's not even as complex at as all. At all. But we've, we've, we've yeah. hidden those scripts that people can ask questions. He's tackling some of these. I'm telling you. And you're like, I mean, these questions, sometimes people ask these questions, they think it's such a, this guy has spent like two pounds. You know? It was so bad. I heard that when he, he lost his wife joy mm -hmm. and he wrote that book of a game of, he didn't write it he, didn't, he wrote it on a different pen name yeah. his friends actually recommended that book to him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, i love to hear stories yeah. I, but i think that for me i'm still a cynic when it comes to christianity mm -hmm. and that level that healthy dose of cynicism helps me understand my faith better i, mean, I feel like if, if you never get to a point where you have any kind of intellectual crisis with your feet, then you're not thinking carefully. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you, you have to, you have to open it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right now, my personal relationship with God has actually gotten better. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people I pray everywhere, carry the spirit to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not the best Christian out there, mm -hmm. but 
God means to me more now on a personal level in such a way that I can fellowship anywhere. I go to church. I believe in going to church, you know. But I, it comes down to my own personal responsibility. Yeah. And when my pastor says, I have to dissect it. I have to go back to yeah. the word and see yeah. what, does it hold through to what yeah. God says? Mm. I'm not I'm not outsourcing my Christianity mm-hmm. to a pastor. You're not outsourcing That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm that's the laziness between Africans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes, I mean, sometimes. It's that external look out of control. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't ask questions. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't ask questions. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Yeah, you can't yeah. question authority. You can't mm-hmm. question leaders. You can't question your pastors. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's a cultural thing to like. It is. Our why not like you can respect somebody and still question things yeah. you can do it yeah. but there's no space for that yeah. so yeah really i mean i had a crisis of faith yeah. and i didn't even think i was going to come back as a christian yeah. well, it's, it's good that you did i mean because sometimes if you haven't if you haven't been in a situation where your faith has been tested then the things you've always assumed that you believed um, I mean, you yeah. only believed them because you were <laughs> working for you make them feel Fe- yeah, yeah, like, yeah 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 you weren't ever faced with Contemplating them in a certain way. Yeah. But then suddenly, when all the those scaffolds are. I'm telling you, and then the, 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 the scales start falling off. It's like, exactly. So that's what happened. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, man, when I read CSO, I once I said, wow. And even with the things we saw, like even the secular Christianity, he's been talking about it for years. And 70 years ago, has nothing what we have now, right now. And many of his writings are actually very prophetic, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many books that, that have transformed my, my thought process. And I might not remember what those books say, like verbatim, but at least the... That's what I always tell people, read. Read. Read things that are, might even be deemed controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at least you can... And, and people should read things outside their field. Because that's, that's one of the problems yeah. now. With the specialization of education, people think only exclusively in the kinds of fields that they've... That's it, so yeah. There are people who... Uh, medicine, doc- doctors that they already exactly. medical books. They don't books. know anything about that's for you, like, psychology yeah. or whatever. They don't know anything about Be broad. human behavior yeah. or yeah. whatever. I mean, sometimes where if you were a scholar, you had to learn literature, you had to learn history, you had to learn economics. Like, you had to be rounded. Exactly. And, you know? Yeah. But people also argue that that will, like, sort of dilute your... Why is it diluting your, it? Why are we limiting like, our brain? You are wasting... Oh, no, children go to school. They are supposed to be focused on one thing. Nah. But then they forget that, like, in the world, it's, it's not like that. Yeah. Like, like, you don't have to make decisions. You have to be able to understand. That's the world that, exactly. You to understand how to spend money. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you need because you have your school can't teach all of that. Yeah, that is why everyone, that's the same business thing. We are, we are distilling our learning experience yeah. to one facility yeah. to school. Yeah. Uh-uh, education goes, it's like a continuous thing. From where you are, from people and things like that. And that's why when, there was a point in my life I really wasn't reading that much. I, I used to read a lot of books growing up. I don't read nearly as much as I used to. Pharmacy school kind of killed the joy for reading for me. Because you read a lot and it's like, it's taking away the joy. But all the things I read many years ago growing up, is what I really apply most of today. And those ones are so outdated. But by reading, I could, I was very culturally curious about the world around me. And reading helped me build my vocabulary. I was confident with words. I could know stuff. This was even before Google became a thing. I didn't have Google growing up. It was encyclopedia. I could, you know, I read, I read, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then the, the app. Do you still have the app? I love it. And then Guinness Book of records like i used to love to read that like that was me growing up and i love to read the dictionary like i would sit down and spend hours reading dictionaries and i would learn words every day i had my mom had to even get me like an electronic dictionary where i could type in words and see stuff that was kind of how i grew up and it helps me also apply that curiosity to what i currently do so let's not think of it like it's gonna be diet what you're doing but that curiosity you can ex- actually um extrapolate what you what your concentration is yeah and it actually makes you better at the specific thing that you're, that you're doing, doing. Like, exactly yeah if you're studying you get burnt out you have to you need, know you need outlets something about something Else, like the inventions have come out from being able to connect to things to get exactly yeah. far away, yeah. yeah. But if you didn't know that field and that field, you couldn't exactly. have made that marriage you know, happen. It's, it's like how, take, I mean, people designing websites suddenly 
had the advantage of being able to incorporate um, artists. I know, designers, yeah. You know, so a lot of app development these days. And now even artificial intelligence, like, yes. People, I mean, all this um, UI development and things like that. Yeah. People have to figure out, well, when you use the color red, people are more likely to feel a certain sense of urgency. Yeah, to yeah. buy, yeah. If you're just a computer scientist or whatever, yeah. like, you don't usually have to deal with someone. Exactly. Or even like, even when you're selling stuff, you have to put things at people's eye level, put the uh -huh. most expensive yeah. things up, and then the, yeah. if people didn't study that, how would you know? Exactly. You have just to put the shop together. Money, or you put like the cheap know. things by the counter, like gums and the, that kind of, you know, people can say, ah, just five dollars, before you know they're buying and you've sold all things by the counter. Yeah. Like things that people can easily grab. Malcolm Gladwell has. Oh, I love Malcolm Gladwell. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. yeah. You love Malcolm Gladwell. He's the best for me. Yes. <laughs> I've read everything that he, he's done. I like him. And this guy is Stephen Lewis. Yeah. Stephen Lewis yeah, of Economics yeah. and um, Stephen um, Dan Arelli. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have the book actually. I've never read It's the best book Dan, I've Dan Arelli. You should read Dan Arelli. He's really good. He's a, he's okay. a, he's a, he's a, economics is. It's crazy. It know. is. They have a podcast too, you know that? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, there's a freaking podcast, yeah. But I, I, it's it's I harder for this generation because growing up, we didn't have access to the internet. Yeah. You had to go forage the information like a yeah. squirrel, which is what I you am. Know, I'm an information I forager. Days, I used to go to the library. Me too. Books and spend my week reading them. I spent my money on books. Yeah, it would take like five minutes. Five minutes. It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was ads, Jeeves, you know. Google was even, people were not even using Google then. Yeah. You walk into the library, you didn't know what kind of book you were going to read. You know, mm -hmm. I spent most of my money, my pocket money on buying books and I read a lot but now like you can just go online with internet and Google it so people don't want to retain stuff so when you talk to them they come off as shallow I'm like yeah, yeah. and then you like you give them fun Oh, no, no, no. And then they start arguing. Yeah. Very, oh. Yeah, it's a different world. And I think there's it's a generational gap. <laughs> Anyways, well. How do you combine it? Yeah, that's what I've been wondering. This is one of my outlets. Wow. Mondays, I have Toastmasters. Tuesdays, I volunteer with students. Wednesdays, I have Korean class. Thursdays, my day to myself, I do the podcast. And then Fridays, I hang out with my friend. Like, I have to have extra outlets for my career. That's why I, I do. But you're working during the week, too. Like, you're publishing. Yeah, yeah. Publish five so far. Like this, you have yeah. to work. Yeah, I have a full-time job, yeah. Energy levels are high. I, I have, I have, a, I'm highly functional, I'm highly neurotic on that. That's why I sound like, sleep. I sound very, I, I try to, I don't sleep well, and I've always had issues with sleeping, because my brain just wouldn't shut down. I can't just go to bed and fall asleep, like I can't be talking to you and fall asleep. I have to like, shut my brain down, yeah. and not like shut down, like turn off the computer. Look yeah, like Windows XP, like it takes like 30, 40 minutes for me to go to bed. <laughs> I have to read something or watch something and then fall asleep, like I can't just fall asleep by myself. My brain is like constantly running, so yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 my I understand my my strength and I'm trying to use it. Oh, that's and that's why I need to like diversify my interests. Mm. And things that I like I, I take interest in. So yeah, yeah, it's wow. it makes me do my job better. And that's why when I get frustrated I know what to do. I study Korean or you know that's go hang out with my friend or watch a movie. It's about knowing yourself, being self aware. Huh? As a teacher's your way. Oh, oh please oh. look at you. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> how, 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 how? But it's good if you're able to still function because I get bent out. For example, when I, I really love being with people and all that, but then after I've been with people, I need to like recover that recover. Oh no, no. Like, I, I come home. Exhausted. Yeah, yeah, I do um, that. Yeah, so I need to 
So when I'm on Facebook for an hour, yeah, you get tired. It actually exhausts me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have to take off some time from Facebook I feel like that before I can even start doing something else. So that's why most of the time when I'm actually working, I have to put my phone away. Okay. Anyways, thank you guys. I'm glad that you took up that offer. When you told me that you're gonna come to Oklahoma after you saw my post, it wasn't in May. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't sure you're gonna make it. You know, people just say we're gonna do stuff and they just never do it. But I kind of had a higher, a higher. Tra- I kind of had a higher bet that you're gonna do because we're African. I know we just don't say our words like you know, let's have dinner sometime. You know, like yeah, the Americans yeah, yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah. But thank you guys for coming. Yeah, it's been nice coming. spending yeah, Friday with you. Yeah, you're such a good host. Hosting has you for your hostage. Yeah, yeah. Your hostage. Your hostage. I saw. We are fed in Nigeria. We are now fed up. We are. We've been fed and we are fed up. Is that Ghanaian? You know, like guys have no sense of humor. Was that a joke? So really? Yes. Was that a joke from Ghanaian? That's the best you could do. Somebody's oh. minutes like, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know, feel like the joke wasn't funny. That was just me trying to be nice and cautious. So, even though I'm petty, I straight out, I don't keep it inside. Once it's out of my mouth, out of my mind, it's a good joke. No wonder we always look down on you guys. There's so much we have in common. Yeah, and I think that's what we have. So Nigerians need to do this. Ghanaians are actually good people and cool people, and Ghanaians also think we're cool people too. I think we should be nicer to each other. Should be nicer. Yeah. To... You're scared. Oh yeah. Like... Why? Oh, Aggressive. Nigerians. <laughs> I'm question. I'm like a lion. Don't touch it. But overall, you know, we're very, um, very warm people. The relationship is really good. Yeah, we we need to we need to get involved in each other's lives more, like, cause we have neighbors, like, like next door. Maybe there's something's gonna can even help Nigeria, which is in Nigeria can help Ghana with. And it's amazing that it's it's. Sometimes it's traveling that brings, I mean, like you said already, right? It's like yeah. if you don't travel, you actually don't get to know the no. people close. It's, it's like a lot of the Ghan- other Ghanaians we meet here, we wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really enjoy the time with you. Yeah. Same here. I love talking to people. Yes, yeah, I, I, I can walk up to anybody and talk. Yeah, Even in elevators, I like to talk. I'm not awkward wow. starting conversation. Oh. Like, what are you staring at the buttons for? Let's talk. Like, we only have like two meets in here. <laughs> How's your day going? Only if, I'm, only if I'm not in a good mood, like I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Then, it was something like, I still talk. Some of the questions that you begin. Hey, uh, how's your day going? That's it. You're so shocked how people respond because people hardly ask them that. I don't want to talk about the weather. Everybody knows what the weather is like. How's your day going? Hey, how's your day going? Yeah, are you having a good day? Oh, sometimes they're really having, if they have wearing something really nice. I won't tell you your dress is nice because it's not nice. I would rather not say anything else. Oh, that's a nice top. I like your, I like your color. You look nice. You look lovely. I, and I will mean, I will mean that sincerely. But how's your day going? It really gets them talking. And they smile. Even when I'm checking out or someone is on the phone and I have to like give them my credit card number and there's a person, oh, by the way, how's your day going? I always just ask. Wow. People, we forget how to be nice sometimes because we were so busy. We forget that we're in the business of people. And I say we like Christians because, yeah. you know, whatever your talents are, you're supposed to propagate the gospel. And I want to show people that Christians can be many things. We don't have to be a pastor, a pastor's child yeah, to do the ministry. <laughs> you have to, you can use your talent, you know. My platform, I'm Christian, I'm open about it. I don't always talk about Christian stuff, mm-hmm. but at the core of it, I'm Christian. So yeah. I talk about those kind of topics as well and let people know, hey, you can express your Christianity in different ways. Yeah. But check up on people too, you know. 
Be nice. Everybody is carrying something problematic. Right? Like everyone is tired. Let's say too. It's nice to be nice to be. Exactly. We all have our problems. Yeah. Imagine that person that hugs somebody that prevents them from jumping off a cliff. When you ask people how they are, you have to be patient to listen. Yes. Because you know sometimes you are conditioned to think of them saying, "Oh, I'm fine." I've had people's name just pop in my head, and I think it's the Holy Spirit. Like you know, just check. I just text it's true. and. It's true. You know, just say hi. Just want to check up on you. It opens a lot of conversations, and everybody's busy, but then we forget what really matters. Because my thing yeah. is that when you lose somebody, and I've lost, you know, people dead to me, you can't get them back. And then you make sure realize that nothing else matters in this world. And you realize that even the things you thought you were spending, you are so busy about. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Like, because really, what are we doing? Like, what are we so busy about? <laughs> but the thing is, the time you spend with people is a time that you can never say was wasted. Yeah. Yeah. It's rich and yeah. that's it because you never know what kind of seeds you're sowing you never know what kind of connection you're making so that's why i mean i try to take time to like talk to people i like well if they don't want to talk but anyways um thank you for coming seriously and it's been nice exploring your story the Ghanaians, um elias and francis very very good conversation and i don't, I don't even know how to start reca- recapping them but <laughs> really good really good so many things marriage um acculturation issues um educational system growing up in ghana grad school yeah and pettiness our level of pettiness <laughs> so who would you say is the most petty person here now you <laughs> well, okay whatever <laughs> thank you all uh, for listening this was the most simple podcast um if you love this content don't forget to rate the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast or even email if you want to be on the show i love hearing stories from people i mean who laughed tongue that an nigerian and two ghanians that's like the bottom of a joke in nigerian and two ghanians walks into the bar <laughs> like a jewish rabbi and an yeah. imam <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah. But this was fun conversation, you know. Anyways, this has been the show. I'll catch you guys on another episode. And um, yeah, I remain your host, Massimo. Bye.